0: I'm Afshin Ratansi and welcome back to Going Underground, broadcasting all around the world from the UAE. This week marks one year since the worst eco-terror attack in history, the destruction of the Nord Stream. You can watch our interview with Seymour Hersh claiming Joe Biden blew it up on our Rumble channel. NATO Nation media called Hersh a conspiracy theorist. Also accused of conspiracies was his opponent of the Ukraine proxy war, Tucker Carlson, who was fired from his ratings-winning Fox News show. NATO nations like France have pressured YouTube rival Rumble with censorship demands hugely Successful online shows like Redacted, hosted by former Fox News host Clayton Morris and CBS's Natalie Morris, were meanwhile partially demonetized by Pentagon contractor YouTube. As for Britain, where Julian Assange is incarcerated and broadcasting Fox News, RT, CGTN and other channels is illegal, any journalist there linking Ukraine to Nazis is outlawed. And then there's Russell Brand. Well, joining me now from Lisbon, Portugal, to discuss today's fraught media landscape is the host of Redacted, Clayton Morris. Clayton, thanks so much thanks for so uh, nice, coming on. We're all big fans of uh, Redacted at uh, Going Underground. It's been a hell of a week with uh, you know, Nazis <laughs> being uh, applauded by the entire Canadian parliament and so on. But when it comes to the biggest uh, ratings, when it comes to debunking the lies in NATO nation government media, Russell Brand after Tucker Carlson, I suppose. Uh, we have to be careful about Brand and, and the case. But... Um, Is the story about caring for women and predators or is it about, uh, well, it's obviously about big pharma perhaps, but Ukraine?
1: I think clearly in their response, in the UK's response, it was never really about the sexual assault victims, the alleged sexual assault victims. If that was the story, we probably wouldn't be really even talking much about it. Uh, But the fact that, of course, he spoke out against the war and he is uh, a disseminator of truth or tries to be a disseminator of truth and ask tough questions, uh, I think that's clearly to my opinion, why they went after him in this targeted way. I think it was a coordinated media attack. You can see all of the front pages of the papers, all in like colluding on, you know, overnight to make sure that he's on the front pages of the papers. But this is really a focus on his message, on his channel, and less a concern about the actual alleged victims in all of this. I think that's the way it appears to me. And we now now know, we now know, though, there's some back channel I don't know about.
0: We now the, know the full terms of service for anyone who has a YouTube channel, that uh, uh, they have a creator responsibility policy, including unproven allegations right. of off screen behavior. <laughs> what did you make of that? Because I, I hadn't heard of that.
1: Well, you know, our team studies the terms of service on a daily basis, and it's unbelievable. Before our show every night, Sometimes in our in our chat channel, our producers will say, hey, uh, YouTube this afternoon decided to update this. Now they've updated their COVID policy tonight, and they've done a complete 180 on their COVID policy. And, oh, wait, we now can say that? Who knew that you had off-air responsibilities as a, as a creator under their terms of service for things that are alleged that you don't even have to go through a court of law, there has to be no investigation of, and YouTube gets to decide Whether or not you violated some sort of moral code, I love that YouTube. I mean, to get this straight,
0: so if if there were unproven, if I was to allege something against you or your co-host Natalie and your your wife, uh, YouTube could take you off the air because I made an unproven allegation against you.
1: Yeah, I I don't understand how it would i guess if it's loud enough right and then the media picks it up and puts it in newspapers and and suddenly all of the you know corporate media runs with it the washington post the new york times and there's the associated press and they all do you know smear hit pieces on it then suddenly it's now in the press and this is large enough for youtube to take some sort of an action but there's plenty of channels we know that have been shut down and either demonetized, delisted, removed completely who don't have the size and breadth and scope of Russell brand. And they kept his channel up. They just demonetized it. So they're keeping all of the ad revenue. They're okay to ride around on their high horse and continue to make ad revenue off of his content uh, and other channels that they've demonetized that are large. So they'll still put ads on those videos. Russell brand just won't make any money off of those videos. So now the 30% that they would normally skim off the top, now they get to keep 100% of the pie but it's, it's, I mean, clear, it's absurd. Clearly, I want
0: right to reply from YouTube. I mean, you're as much of an expert on this as well, but uh, I, I'd i love to hear the right to reply from uh, YouTube to your allegations there. So would you on your show, I know. I
1: would love to hear it. I would love to them to be- They never come on, do they? Do you try- I mean, No, 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 no. Who no. are these people? I've tried to reach out. I've tried to reach out to them. I've tried to get answers internally. Um I, I do know that we had people who were mimicking our channel and we they actually did work with us and helped, uh, and helped some of that. There were people that were using our imagery and, and using artificial intelligence and making fake channels. So that, that is something that they've been trying to combat. But as far as Congress calling anybody from YouTube before Congress, I would love to see members of Congress calling them in front and asking them these tough questions. How do you go about demonetizing channels? How do you make decisions about which channels to pull down? Uh, And we know there have been, of course, lawsuits filed against YouTube for this. I believe RFK Jr. filed a lawsuit. And I don't know if I don't know the update on if it was thrown out or not, but for removing his content off of YouTube and they're a private company. They can make up their own terms of service and there's no recourse whatsoever, I suppose.
0: Because we know from the Twitter files that the FBI did try and, uh, get information. Well, they they were advised by the Ukrainian Secret Service to tell Twitter before Elon Musk to take things down, something that even before Elon Musk, Twitter said was uh, not going to happen. But we don't know about how U.S. intelligence services tell YouTube to demonetize uh, services.
1: Well, I think... Well, I think we could look into how they did it with Twitter before Elon Musk took over, how they did it with Facebook before, you know, uh, in the months of maybe that's changed now. But to from according to my sources, the backdoor, the back channel login system is still in place. It was still in place at Twitter when Elon Musk took it over. In fact, I interviewed Elon Musk and I asked him that very question. How, Why is there this still this back channel government access point into Twitter? And he said, I've heard about this. I'm going to look into it. Uh, And I haven't heard any updates from Elon Musk as to whether or not they've shut down this back channel. But it allowed FBI, it allowed government agencies, the NSA, and others to log in on the back end and file takedown requests. Specifically, they were given priority access. One of the reasons we know this, to give credit, is because of Dr. Uh, Shiva Ayodora, um, who was running for a Senate seat against Elizabeth Warren uh, in Massachusetts, And of course, he was censored. He was pulled off of Twitter and through the lawsuit and through the discovery process, they discovered this entire backdoor operation, uh, which they labeled a limited hangout operation and uncovered the whole thing. So we know that these back channels exist. I don't know about YouTube, though, and specifically how that happens.
0: I mean, I understand RFK Jr. lost that uh, case. People can watch uh, well, our interview with the campaign manager, uh, Dennis Kucinich, on our Rumble channel, if Rumble is available in their countries. Another aspect of the Russell Brand story is that we are getting uh, information about how governments continue to pressure social media because we. this letter appeared from uh, a, a British politician married to a person from the 77th Brigade of the British Army, which uh, we at Going Underground know about because it was the disinformation unit targeting uh, what they called disinformation in, in Britain. What did you make, uh, what did you make about that, uh, the fact that uh, British
1: elected politicians were contacting Rumble and TikTok? It's not surprising at all, and it goes to show kind of what we talked about at the beginning. Their concern is not about the the, the victims, right? It's about the truth. It's about the truth getting out there. Uh, anyone who we see, we we saw the attacks against the gray zone. We've seen attacks against journalists that I've interviewed on my show specifically who have called out the UK government for their uh, their involvement in the Kursk bridge bombing and attacks uh, in Crimea. Um, whether it's the Nord Stream pipeline relationship or any of it, anytime you call attention to these things, there's you, you're you're you know you're rattling a cage, and so I'm not surprised at all that they would send these letters asking Rumble to take Russell Brand off their channel, demonetize them. I'm though thrilled that Rumble's response. Everyone is due their day in court, and if there are if there was some sort of a conviction or an investigation that led to a certain then that we would make our determination. Then everyone we. We are actually appalled by sexual abuse or sexual assault, etc. Of course, everyone is, but to preemptively come out and attack someone over allegations uh, is is the is the is the era we live in now. Uh, and so he, you're trying I- first in the court of media. He denies all the allegations, mm-hmm. uh, of
0: course. Have you ever seen anything mm-hmm. like it? Uh, you've been in the industry for so long, the broadcast uh, industry. I mean, surely you, like most people, thought they could never get rid of Tucker Carlson, who is the highest rated person on Fox News, just because of the kind of journalism he did. I mean, did did that surprise you? Yeah.
1: No. I. You know, I have to be honest with you, The the morning... Uh, that I woke up and saw that I had just spoken to Tucker a few days before that. He's a dear friend of mine. He's been a dear family friend for years through thick and thin. And um, I was really, I wasn't surprised by it at all. In fact, I had interviewed him on my show just a few days before all of this happened, maybe a a week or so, or I don't know, something like that beforehand. And it was kind of ominous what he was, you know, on the show, him talking about, um, his differences of opinion over the war in Iraq, uh, excuse me, the war in Ukraine, uh, and, and some other differences perhaps with people in power uh, at, the, at the network. Of course, you know, perhaps the January 6th investigation was going to be the thing that pulled him off the air. In fact, those are the reports that I've heard, and I think a lot of people have heard that publicly. But when I woke up and saw that, I was not surprised at all because he was really the only anti-war voice in mainstream media people would play around a bit with it but he was the most vehemently anti-war and there was not i didn't agree with everything that he said there's things that he he and i have disagreements on but for the most part being the only anti-war voice on in all of on all of network news it was a very dangerous place for him to be calling attention to blackrock and vanguard and uh and and then a few you know just after blackrock buys a number of shares of fox news right that's a very dangerous place to be treading. So I wasn't surprised at all. I was saddened by it. But I'm I'm more thrilled than ever that he can go out now and travel the world and do incredible interviews with world leaders, shine a light on stories that heretofore he wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah, but so, so it doesn't matter how question. popular you are, though. As
0: the I mean, if Taylor Swift suddenly wrote a song about Ukraine, saying it was a proxy war, it doesn't matter how powerful uh, that ratings, your army of supporters the corporations no. will still get you. They're not even interested in the
1: profitability. Right. No, it's, it really is the deep state mechanism and no one is safe from it. I mean, absolutely not. I mean, of course we've been demonetized. We're not at the level of Tucker Carlson by any stretch of the imagination, but when we've called truth on, we've featured a number of stories, whether it was on COVID, whether it was on Pfizer's own, reading Pfizer's own documents on our show, their own documents we're reading And YouTube labels it medical misinformation. So, And then we're demonetized, taken down, and blocked. Uh, And the same thing with covering the Ukraine war, calling attention to NATO's aggression, calling attention to the propaganda that's being foisted on people. If you tell that and you know that these are – you have these large organizations, which are funded in part by the United States government, these large media organizations, uh, that's how Amazon – that's how Amazon Cloud – I mean, Amazon's cloud literally helps run the CIA. So you think these things are separate, they're not. It's all part of one big animal. And it really scares me about the future of media. Where do you turn if they they come after Rumble? What's left? What do we have left? Bit shoot? Might be the only I mean, what, what else do we have? I'm just gonna be broadcasting from my front yard and see if people walk by and listening, you know, listen to me with a bullhorn. That's about the only thing we'll have left.
0: Clayton Morris, I'll stop you there. More from the former Fox News host and current host of the news talk show, Redacted, after this break. Welcome back to Going Underground. I'm still here with Redacted's Clayton Morris. Uh, Clayton, do you think uh, you're prepared then as Redacted gets more successful Uh, To not just be demonetized, but be attacked personally, you and your wife and the team? You get a lot of people watching your program. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's it's one of the big programs
1: online. I mean, I've had, you know, thick skin. I've been attacked over the years, plenty. And, uh, you know, I think something I learned, again, from my, my friend Tucker is the most important thing is to, you know, to be close to the ones you love in those situations, right. You know, uh, with my wife and my family and, and, and my, you know, my close friends and try not to get caught up in the cacophony of the internet and social media and, uh, and all of those things, because, uh, you know, spending your time in sort of Twitter fights or anything else, uh, really is, is meaningless and, and really can't get you anywhere. So, uh, yeah, I guess I just, I have thick skin for it. I, it's not something I look forward to. And I think we just keep doing what we're doing and keep, keep plowing on the best we can, you know.
0: Meanwhile, the impeachment proceedings against uh, Biden are not really in the news uh, as much as the fact that the United States' leading <laughs> opposition leader, Trump, uh, looks at uh, what, maybe face like Eugene Debs in the 20s running for the presidency from jail. I mean,
1: how, how uh, possible is that outcome? Here's, I've said this on the show, and my audience doesn't like it when I say it. I don't know if they're Trump supporters or they just don't like the idea of it. I've said this, though, and I really, I really stand, stand firm on this. I don't believe that the deep state in the United States, and when I say the deep state, I'm not talking some sort of conspiratorial fake thing. I'm really talking about the permanent government the permanent government that's there long after the elected politicians float in float out of Washington. It it exists. It's a massive behemoth. There's a massive money-making machine. They do not want Trump to be president of the United States. And I really believe that they will not let him become president of the United States. I don't think that that's going to happen in the same way. I don't think that they'll allow Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to become president of the United States. They absolutely will not allow that to happen. And I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to find is they're going to throw as much as they can at him and hope that they're going to find some way of keeping him out of they're going to have, you know, keeping him out of uh, out of office, out of being able to run. Uh, But he's winning in the polls. So I guess the more that they throw at him, the more powerful he becomes, the more popular he he becomes. But if they really keep him legally from running, that's going to be their That's going to be their mission. And I think they'll probably pull that off.
0: Well, given the way Trump behaved last time, maybe they can persuade him again to promote the swamp instead of, as he tells his supporters all the time, to drain them. I mean, what do you think? Do you think uh, uh, we could see another Trump back and doing the same sort of things he was doing last time, promoting people that were very much part of the swamp just as much as um, West execs uh, Anthony Blinken and uh, Raytheon's uh, Lloyd Austin?
1: I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, this is one of my big big criticisms I've been very vocal about this on the show. He promised he would drain the swamp and he did anything but drain the swamp. He's in fact added he added to the swamp. So, do we take him at his word that he's now learned his lesson on that? He was getting advice from people who were swarming him and telling him you need to put this person here, you need to put this person here. Uh, are we allowed to just let him off the hook that he just took the advice of people and he put all of these people in power? Or oh, this time he really says he's going to come in and clean house. I just, I I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I will believe it when I see it. But uh, people can make these promises. But when they get in Washington, Washington has this, this stink about it, this swamp gas stink about it that makes people forget why they ran in the first place. They make all these promises on the campaign trail. Then they get back to Washington. They get back into the swamp and the swamp gas gets back to them. And he's maybe not taking money from these people like a lot of politicians in the United States, but he's somehow influenced by it and protected the swamp. And it's a great point you bring up. And I don't know. And I don't know. You know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says he's he would close all of these organizations. He would close down the intelligence community. He would close our military bases around the world. And I would love that to happen. I would absolutely love that to happen. Will it happen? Think about the massive mechanism of trying to shut that down inside the United States government. Again, it is a behemoth unto itself. It is a deep state. As Dwight Eisenhower admitted publicly, he, had, he really lost control of the military industrial complex. I think there's this misnomer that when he was delivering his farewell address that he was something he saw he coming. He won. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they won. They won before he left office. And he knew it. And he was a warning to everyone else that, hey, I've already lost this. And here I was the Allied commander in World War II. And I've lost it. I can't I can't put this genie back in the bottle back when it was even way smaller in the 1950s. So I just I don't know how they pulled this off, how they shut it all down.
0: Well, clearly anyone with the Kennedy surname is going to know quite a lot about the uh, what the military industrial complex's power is. Uh, how uh, surprised were you by this warning letter sent to Fox, CNN, New York Times, Warning against coverage of the uh, Ukraine Hunter Biden uh, impeachment proceedings story, uh, claiming that uh, they better be careful. I mean, it's it's amazingly public, isn't it, that it should be written and come out like that. Um, Will they all uh, obey?
1: Well, I think they already are. Uh, obeying they've been you know diligently going along with it from the very beginning i'm not surprised at all and it's just maybe a perhaps a reminder to kind of all fall in line with it we featured this on the show um i think about a week and a half ago and where we showed sort of the, the the text within the cnn articles that were very dismissive of the 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 hunter biden charges and and any sort of impeachment proceedings and all of this they're very dismissive of it downplaying it if the you know if the roles were reversed Think about the wall-to-wall coverage that you would have of Donald Trump, the absolute wall-to-wall coverage of if, if the shoe were on the other foot. But of course, the mechanisms are in place to downplay this, to keep it quiet, to keep it off the front page. And of course, we all saw this. You know, people say, Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. That can't be true. That can't Mark Zuckerberg publicly admitting how this the, the FBI leaned on them to squash the story at Facebook. We now know from the Twitter files, from the Facebook files, publicly in court and through great journalism, uh, Michael Schellenberger and others who have exposed this relationship, this backdoor relationship of trying to quash these stories. So, of course, the mechanism is strong and they would love nothing more than to keep a meat puppet like Biden in power that they have complete control over. Uh, He's not in control of the government. They are totally running the show. And this is exactly what they want. They don't want someone else in there that they can't control. And this is all part of keeping him in power. But in fairness to journalists, we had Rudy Giuliani
0: on this show on U.S. Election Day last uh, time, the, the election that elected Biden. And we found it difficult going underground to believe what Giuliani was saying. He had the laptop or a laptop and he was showing it off on the show. And the team here were thinking, I mean, this can't be. True. (laughs) I mean, does it, does it surprise you how, um, some of these, uh, they seem to be like conspiracies. They're so absurd and they turn out true. The laptop. I know, but it's true.
1: I think you and I can count on, on our hands, you know, the past few years, how many of these things sounded so absurd to us that ended up being true. Uh, you know, that wow, there, there can't possibly be a, a laptop that Hunter Biden dropped off at a repair shop and now is in the hands of Rudy Giuliani. Like, you couldn't write this in a novel. In fact, if it was written in a novel, it would seem cliché it would seem fake. You wouldn't buy it. You would say that, come on, that's ridiculous. We had to blur the pictures like. of
0: the nude pictures of Biden's
1: son, clearly. I mean, for British regulation, we yeah. broadcast. Yeah, uh, but, you know, th- that those are clearly fake. Those are Photoshopped. That can't be true. Those are clearly manipulated. And then, of course, it is all true. But, you know, the thing is, you had journalists like Miranda Devine and others who were deeply looking into this. So to praise certain journalists at the, at the time who were saying that this is true, that they had confirmed the veracity of the emails, they had confirmed the veracity of the laptop. We knew that it was. And, of course, they all ignored it. Or called it a conspiracy theory, and then you have the collusion of the government, you have the FBI, the intelligence state, telling social media to block the story, to derank the story, to hide the story. So, you know, and I think there are there's a you, – you understand this, and I think we understand this. When you're like a young journalist and you're hearing that the FBI, you're hearing from people in the newsroom telling you that, well, no, 50 50 intelligence sources have said, this is disinformation. This is Russian different dis- disinformation. They've all verified this and you're rising up the ranks as a journalist in a news organization. Are you going to be the one to rock the boat? No, because you're going to probably lose your job. If you do, you're not going to get that chump, you know, that, uh, that plum assignment, if you do rock the boat. So you go along with what management tells you to do and these agencies. And the thing is, of course, you now know, forget, um, uh, Uh, Forget Operation Mockingbird. Forget all of these infiltrations of the intelligence community inside these newsrooms. They now actively work for these newsrooms. They're on the payroll now. So they'll often toss to, we want to bring in, you know, uh, former CIA analyst, whatever, or former general, whomever, to get your analysis on this. So they're now actively paid and they're in the newsrooms. And so they can confirm that these things are fake news. Oh, no, that is Russian disinformation and we shouldn't run with that story. And so they have operatives inside these newsrooms now.
0: And it doesn't matter that we have Joe Biden on video uh, showing that he can fire the prosecutor in Kiev, in Ukraine. Do you think uh, Americans on average believe the Biden administration cares about the environment? We have COP28 coming up here in the UAE, and yet this is the one-year anniversary this week of the Nord Stream attack which so clearly shows a lack of care for the environment
1: sadly sadly in the united states you know I, I think many americans just maybe i think the people that watch this show people that watch our show are plugged in and understand understand what happened with Nord Stream. but for the most part i think most people are tuned out to that it's too complex it's too out there they don't really it's probably Russia did it and they tuned out they saw it on CNN Russia clearly did it you know even Fox News had their people on on the shows the generals saying that it was uh clearly clearly Russia that was responsible for it and then that ship sailed and now you and I are talking about it a year later Seymour Hirsch is talking about it a year later but did the average American really care you know they'll recycle their they'll recycle their plastic bottles at night separate them into different recycling containers and and make sure that they're, you know, not turning on the water, leaving on the lights in their house and those sorts of things. But when it comes to the largest ecological disaster in arguably in world history, a man-made ecological disaster, they've sort of tuned out about it. And I don't think that they're drawing the connections that the likes of Seymour Hirsch are, are uh providing for us.
0: I guess some of them were when Tucker Carlson's show was being broadcast, not online, to the hard-working people of the united states after they've done two shifts three shifts who knows uh, how hard uh, how many hours they're putting into the day to to earn uh, a daily living how important would a tucker Carlson, vladimir putin interview be given that uh, in nato nations negotiations uh, about ukraine are routinely dismissed as uh, weakening the fight uh, for freedom
1: i think that interview would be incredible and I think it could be an interview that helps end this war, which is all I care about, which is bringing peace. You know, we are a very pro-peace show. And so to have an interview where he can lay bare some of the lies, he can share the peace agreement that was on the table. He can go into more detail about the the negotiations that took place behind the scenes with Zelensky, who had basically agreed to a peace agreement before NATO uh, and Boris Johnson stuck their necks into it and and torpedoed the entire thing. I think it would be incredibly powerful to have an interview with Tucker Carlson and asking tough questions. You know, he's not afraid. He wouldn't be afraid to ask que- the tough questions and tough questions around things that, of course, are parroted all over CNN and mainstream media in the United States. That Putin is a crazy man. He's a war criminal. He's dying of all manner of cancers on a regular basis. He lives in a bunker. And to provide some, some access to him in the West that we don't get to see. I think the last big interview that I remember seeing was Megyn Kelly sitting down with him years ago. I, I can't remember a, a, you know, a similarly large interview like that in years. Clayton Morris, thank you.
0: Thank you. And that's it for the show. We'll be back on Monday to ask former political candidate of the People's Party of Canada, David Freiheit, why his country's entire parliament expressed support for the Nazi SS. But until then, keep in touch, fire all our social media if it's not censored in your country, and head to our channel, Going Underground TV, on Rumble.com to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you Monday.